0: Ladies and gentlemen, hello again, and welcome back to Don't Worry About the Government. My name is Chris Dovambrino. Joining me on the show today is a multi-partite panel for a multi-partite show, because there are a lot of topics. We've got some domestic, we've got some abroad, um, and here to discuss all of them with me are William West, our returning champion. Welcome back to the show, William. Hey, good to be here and the challenger hail coming in <laughs> all the way from ireland to this week Bar mclaughlin how you doing
1: how's it going it's good to be here
0: Good to be here prepared to rip uh william limb that's, from limb
1: that's it yes Well yes. Uh, let,
0: let, let's get into it mm. let's get into it shall we um all right so it's been a while since we've last done a show here uh i just want to apologize To everyone for not getting a show out sooner um and in turn i would like an apology for receiving absolutely no recognition for the high quality multi-layer joe manchin related pun that I came up with on the last episode. Um, just just a quick note there. Uh, I've been gigging, working. Uh, the show's fine. Probably going to be two times a month here for the first part of the year, but I, my side hustle gig that I'm doing right now is too good to quit, but I also, at some point, am going to need to because I don't have enough hours off in the week at this point. Uh, I'm like this is Friday and it was supposed to be an off day and I'm taping don't worry about the government so am I really off or am I you know like there are really and there hasn't been many off days lately um so anyways those are the quick top of the show notes here and uh I think since we got William on the show here we should begin on the school related stuff shall we William do you want us take us through what's going on in your neck of the woods and then I guess I'll take us through what's going on in my neck of the woods because it just so happens that we have local correspondents for the first time and probably the only time on the show this week.
2: Yeah, so um, McMinn County, so I'm, I'm from Tennessee, so uh, McMinn County is in East Tennessee, um, and they had some sort of school board vote to, because someone complained about the book Mouse showing nudity or something, even though they're tiny little, characters that don't have any, uh, you know, body parts. Um, And so they banned it on like a 10, nothing vote. So a pretty drastic vote. Um, And now the book's like sold out and everything because people are pretty up in arms about it. Um, The school district I work in, I don't have any issues with any sort of, you know, uh, censorship or anything like that. Um, But it is just kind of a crazy idea that if you're a public school teacher in this county, And this might be something you had on your bookshelf, you know, or, um something you've talked to a kid about because they picked it up in the library like kids are just walking around with books all the time oh no
0: you can't mention it right I mean like like, here's the ripple effect of this right now that it's in the news and I guess this is actually going to touch a number of the topics like when we talk about Neil Young right like it now mouse um which granted was a political book but was at one point a widely agreed upon political book like like it its message holocaust is bad never again was generally accepted up until the year 2022 be like a good positive wildly acceptable message and you know this to be like a solid piece of art to understand that making you know a message um like it it, now it's instantly political even though it's not in your district like let's say I wanted to I'm not an English teacher I'm a music teacher more on that in a minute um but like if I wanted to teach this book if if I did that it's almost as though I'm making a Republican Democrat sort of political statement now rather than a holocaust bad statement I mean
2: I I felt that way when I did my lesson on mlk because technically my standards are about ancient world history so
0: did, i feel that is, way when martin i teach luther
2: king does martin luther king technically fall under the standards of ancient world history or should students in the state of tennessee where he was murdered learn about why he was in memphis in the first place and why he was there and how he was murdered there and how they can go see it because they live in this state and it's part of their history should they learn that for one day out of the year right um and i didn't have any pushback or anything like that but but you still have in the back of your mind like technically i'm not doing this exact thing today right yeah yeah
0: Um, Uh, i mean i'm I'm always careful too but it's like you know i I teach the kids how to play rumble by link ray and i always make sure to make it a point to uh, like explain to them like who Link Ray was and that like he was a Native American, among other things. Like 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 you know, because there's like I worry as a teacher, I guess, about like if I don't teach it, who's going to? And I'm yeah. sure that that's probably a thing that's like crossing your mind now or increasingly as you are seeing yeah. a push by another group of people to not teach these sort of things. Um, you know. And and, and, like, it's the the mission creep of critical race theory. Um, Out here in my neck of the woods, on Thursday, Granbury uh, Integrated School District, or Independent School District, I'm sorry, because Texas is in ISDs, uh, confirmed that it had pulled 130 titles from schools, libraries, in the district to be reviewed by a committee for inappropriate conduct. Um, Like, let me see. uh, We've got a, there's a photo of what is known as Krause's List. We have Seven Days at the Hot Corner uh, by Truman Terry. A love story starring my dead friar. Um, All American Boys. Black Rabbit Summer. I don't know any of these stories. I Equal rights. Like, How offensive could equal rights possibly be? The, the thing that I, I love, I mean, not love, obviously, but like
2: the reaction that happens every time and the reason I think that some things are different with sort of the idea of never again, right, is like... There are, you know, and, and I know, Chris, we've talked about this, having relatives who are, you know, from the South, right, and who might have very different views than I do. But then you see this outpouring in, in Midman County from all the churches now are, are hosting mouse discussion groups um that you know everyone's donating hundreds and hundreds of
0: copies to the public library and they're like we already had a bunch of copies and we're not taking them away <laughs> well <know>? this, this <laughs> so, was a big this, that like, book in particular was a big mistake because right look it's when you're talking about winner. well it's a pulitzer right. prize winner yeah. but now you're also talking about faith communities and stuff many of which have ties to um jewish church, or jewish yeah. synagogues and that sort of thing it's like sister you know that yeah. sort of thing and like are pro-Israel and yeah. so like they're kind of like well, very,
2: you, yeah this is a weird poll that. guys yeah yeah I was talking about that last night I, I uh, had dinner with uh, the librarian I work with and her husband who's a, a professor of theology at Belmont University um, and we were discussing how isn't this kind of a pro-Zionist
0: book like shouldn't wouldn't this actually be like a, a pretty th-
2: conservative
0: book right? no right right <laughs> so like like out here in Granbury they- ba- Right, it's innovable. It's not in the Grandberry list here. Um, and you're, to your point, like queer, queer there and everywhere. Twenty-three people who changed the world. Okay, that's that's much better for what their their general <laughs> shtick is. Um, we've got Roe versus Wade, uh, woman's choice. Roe versus Wade, abortion. Um, that, here's another good one that they managed to ban. Separate is never equal. Sylvia Mendez and her family's fight for desegregation like no i'm with you though yeah, Ma- the yeah. reason mouse but here's what i worry about based on that same thing william mouse will probably get the carve out will teach yeah. mouse as a way of saying oh we stop with the book banning um and then quietly all these other books about gender yeah. queer theory and that sort of thing are going to be removed from the schools yeah
1: and you know the tony morrison book was it the tony morrison book in in uh georgia was the, what was the book that was being removed from schools in Georgia?
0: Uh, uh, was it to kill a mockingbird?
1: No, no, it was either no, I think it was a Joe Tony Morrison book.
0: Uh, there's there a school district that i think was going to stop teaching to kill a mockingbird yeah
1: yeah yeah and I, I know i know it was there was a few there was actually some stuff in ireland about that as well uh,
0: here's was- here, here's a good one though they called themselves the kkk the birth <laughs> of an american terrorist group you needed to remove <laughs> that book the book no. that clearly has a kkk bad stance
2: and I, I also just don't understand, like, you know, I, I work with children every day and, and they are capable, I work with, you know, they're 11 and 12 and they're very capable of discussing very high level ideas about historical issues. And the idea that the a, a student f- would feel guilty is just kind of odd. It's like, no, they just want to learn and like analyze. Like, it, it's not that, it's not that like, oh, you're I'm teaching you to feel bad that this happened it's like no you're just like you feel bad that it happened because it's like yeah that sucks yeah but you don't necessarily
0: even feel Mm. like it's yeah it's I mean I feel bad about the things that I do to you know like but yeah I I don't read about let's say Christopher Columbus and go oh geez (laughs) being Italian yeah well, yeah i, I home, mean granted yeah. i'm not gonna go and join you know do columbus day or you know join the knights of columbus or any of that sort of thing yeah but like no i don't sit there and go like oh really sorry about chris columbus yikes uh no that's not uh i, I think uh, that that's that's not and that's also not how people read history right like i, I don't think people read that in search of um I think what this really belies though is that like this has gone way beyond and you always knew it was going to any any concerns about critical race theory we're now like once you're banning a once you're banning books that are holocaust bad kkk bad uh, like, like that, you know, they called themselves yeah. the KKK, an American terrorist group. Are we really arguing that the KKK has not operated as a terrorist group <laughs> during its history? Really, no. seriously?
1: Uh, well, I wonder with the KKK book, KKK book, if that goes back to some of the the anti-KKK laws being used to uh, to sue a bunch of the right right wing people involved in uh, Charleston, or in. Uh, Charlottesville? In Charles, Charlottesville. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So they were using the uh, anti KKK laws in order to, to sue them and put them out of business, you know? So, do you know, maybe these th- people yeah, are just this. I think it's time to revisit the KKK as, you know, as a maligned organization or right. something, you know? Right. Misunderstood, I think the I'm word
0: is. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. yeah. They're just trying to have a few marches. Come They're on, a bunch of Illinois Nazis. You know? They want to make a couple movies, have a few parades. And if that's so wrong. Lock them up, I say. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no, uh, I, I mean, I guess what I worry about with this book trend is right now I'm not really seeing a meaningful pushback from. I mean, look, if you're a teacher right now, you don't feel like you don't feel like government's had your back. Um, you're exhausted with fighting with parents over the last two years. Anyways, you have battle fatigue. Many of them are being run off. The jobs aren't paying well enough. Um, so I don't know who's going to hold the line on these book removals. Um, like, and and this trend of the parents know best about the education. I'm sorry. No, like, like that's why you go to teachers. Um, like, like, you know, how best, how to like raise your children. I'm not and, like me as a teacher would never want to step in to do that. But like, you don't know how to teach your kid guitar as well as I do. Um, like, you know, William knows how to teach your kid history better than, than you do. Like, cause that's what William is trained to do. Um, that's what training accomplishes. And that's, and if you didn't believe that you wouldn't have your kids in school in the first place. Yeah. How do we stop the the continued push by the parents to want to control the curriculum. I I, I don't actually see a clear answer on that one.
2: Well, and I think a lot of it is just this minority that some of them don't even have kids in the district. You know what I mean? So it's like Mm -hmm. the the parents, I, you know, I don't get, I I really don't. I mean, I, I had one parent who's, I think, was just sort of misunderstood one of our lessons earlier in the year. You know what I mean? But there was, I haven't gotten any, like, Serious pushback. Now, I do live in a pretty liberal city, but um, I teach what I'm told to teach, other than like on MLK Day, right? You know, right, specific right, right. holiday, you know. Um, but uh, I haven't had any parent like, you know what I mean? Like, um, fight us with in terms of like the curriculum and stuff. So um, I think that when we see that in the news a lot, it's just like it's people
0: who often don't even have kids no yeah. um but this is also part of another just kind of scary trend right now like uh, up in Virginia where you have uh people fighting over the mandates right like, like that that's the new yeah. anti-vax code word right I'm not I'm not against the vaccines you could do whatever you want I'm just against mandates right. um and in uh in in one school district, I don't want to name the school district, but like I might have students across the country. Um, they were out for snow this last week, um, and the snow up there was not that bad. So, uh, my student and my student's mother both suspect that like the strategy here was just that this school district at this point it has battle fatigue. they have been fighting with these parents for so long that it was easier to have a fight over oh the snow's not that bad i want my kid in school and they're like oh no snow's pretty bad it's gonna be real rough this week here oh gotta have the snow uh which is easier than having the culture war fight over covid at this point um so it it it's depressing i i mean and i i actually was approached by um by a mentor when a younger mentor uh, or mentor who for of me when I was younger words is hard people words is hard and uh this last week and he was talking to me about teaching in a public school setting and while I'm interested in doing something like that I told him I'm not actually really interested in doing that right now like I like my setup I like being a private instructor and uh, basically until some more common sense comes into how we're going to run the school districts here uh i, I mean I, I just couldn't imagine being in a more formalized setting um you know like it's exhausting. yeah no
2: i mean it, there's there's a certain structure you're expected to hit and uphold
0: um oh, I, I actually think that's yeah. a decent pivot point into another topic here which is the anti-work subreddit right like like you know we're, we're talking about crappy standards for teachers. And I think you can extend this conversation very cleanly into the idea of crappy standards for workers across the board here, uh, especially people who have been called essential workers for the last two years and have been treated, especially in America, as anything but. You can't even get your employer... In most cases, to hold the line on the hey, idiot! We put a sign at the front of the store that says you need to have a mask on. Put the damn mask on. It's now just there for legal purposes, so that they can say they put up the sign. um, But they're not actually going to fight with people. They don't want to fight with customers and potentially lose business. So, like at the end of the day, the workers have been told these essential workers. They've been told they're essential, but also like you're second to business. Like you know, like we're not going to ask you to. We're not going to keep you maximally safe uh we'll keep you as safe as the bottom line allows for um these crappy standards i think have led to people sort of on the search um and posting through it to a certain extent uh as to what do we do um there is there is some more earnest unionization efforts right now and i don't think that's an accident you are seeing more union campaigns and successful union campaigns at that um I find myself a little bit jealous as the leader of an unsuccessful union campaign, uh, not that long ago, like four or five years ago now, but like, uh, I look on, and I go get him, brothers. Uh, but like, I, I think a lot of people at this point, um, if you're still stuck in one of these crappy jobs has been getting online and finding ways to vet about it. And that has led to the rise of a subreddit, a very popular subreddit called anti-work. Um, and then, Anti-work, I guess, is now like sort of fizzled, and now you have work reform as the new one. Anti-work has gone through a couple of different m- morphs, right? Like to shorthand this, anti-work started off as people hate their jobs, want to complain about their jobs, want to talk about not working so much. Um, then a more politicized element, a more like sort of leftist ideological element, started arriving into anti-work and that sort of started coloring anti-work. Um, and then I went over to work reform here and like. I mean it, it it's not really a reform campaign like like right like while well, work reform I think is the right ed- ed- energy or whatever, it's basically more like shit posts about hating work over there um at this point, so like um that's the anti work like subreddit. it's not even really a movement, but i I think you know like look, uh, work frustration is certainly a movement um all of this leads up to the a, not the moderator, a lead moderator, I guess, uh, of the anti-work subreddit going on to Waters's world on Fox News. Jesse Waters is a doofus who was like Bill O'Reilly's apprentice back in the day. I don't know if you all remember that. Like Bill O'Reilly used to have Waters well, on.
2: Someone said that he was like he he looks like the. uh like bad guy quarterback in like an 80s, you know, uh, high school. Movie.
0: You know what well, I mean? Yeah. Like, yeah. Like the mean, you know. Seven or eight years ago, maybe. seven. Oh, no, eight, yeah. 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 Now. Yeah. Yeah. He looks like, like an asshole Joe Montana or something. Yeah. Like that. Yeah. But yeah. Oh, like Jeff Garcia. Yeah. There you go. There you go. Um, I, I I think that's right. I don't really. I don't. What do I know? I, I I'm amazing got Joe Montana. Um, it's just a good football name. Jeff so I, went on a sexist rant about a female football. Well, and and then, and then there's that uh, there's Ben Roethlisberger, uh, who, who who who's not a very good fellow. <laughs> there you go. You're, you're nailing them all. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Aaron Rodgers. <laughs> Aaron Rodgers is also bad. Ha! Hey, can't wait for the Super Bowl next week. Um. So. Anyways, back to Waters' world. Um, Jesse Waters books on Doreen, who is the moderator of Anti-Work, and Doreen goes on Waters' world and it generously gets, I, I believe her pronouns are she, her, um, or possibly they, them, but like, I'm going to go she, her here, uh, gets her lunch eaten, uh, on waters world. Uh, Jesse waters just slices up Doreen six ways to Sunday. Other people have done sort of question by question breakdowns, but like, it was so thorough. The only answer that Doreen sort of answered halfway decent's the first question. So if you want to like watch that, but everything after that, I mean, just, just an absolute railroading of this subreddit. Uh, and this one person did like just a huge amount of damage to the anti-work subreddit um, in, in, in but a, a single swoop, and then other stuff has come out since then that Doreen's uh, got uh, s- sex pest type issues, um, or I mean, like, like it just this is very unfortunate. I, there's no this is a huge L for this movement, which I I'm pretty sympathetic to in the sense of like, yeah. look, I think people need to work, but I also Uh, to give my quick like two minute philosophy of work. Um, look, work sucks, but we have to like keep the lights on and that sort of thing. And not all of us are gonna have cool jobs, but we need to make sure that the people who don't have cool jobs have jobs that are cool because they pay well. And that those jobs have certain creature comforts and a way of integrating work and life that's healthy. So that the grocery store worker works 30 hours a week, gets paid well enough that they can actually do stuff and have three or four weeks of vacation every year. Like that's my general theory. So like there's still gotta be work. Um, And some of that work, By definition, I mean, if you think about it, it's not going to be it doesn't have to be awful, but it's not going to be awesome. Like a box will still have to be moved. Um, You might have you might find Joey McBoxerton who loves boxes and, like, well, grew up... Hey, at hey, I stacked it,
2: boxes at FedEx at 2 in the morning for a while. I've done yeah, that.
0: and, like, named every box that he's ever assembled. And, like, each box has its own unique identity. And Joey needs to understand each one. But there's not enough Joey's in the world to move all the boxes and derive maximal pleasure from shit. So we just got to make sure that people are paid well. Um, we got to make sure that people have good labor protections. We got to make sure that people have ample time off. People should be working less than 40 hours a week. Um, we should be shooting for 35, like our European friends and neighbors. Um, I think this hustle culture that all of us, hi, myself have, been, have embraced in order to make ends meet because I hustle a shitload. And yes, I own my own shit. That's great. I'm working a shitload and like, I don't make, but 40 K a year. It's not like it, it, it's my own life, but like, it's still too much like like we we all we all are working too much it's so obvious um but this Doreen person is dope goes on as like I think we should be working 20 hours a week and then later corrects yourself in the cleanup and says that we should be working 10 hours a week about two hours a day like I, I mean it's so easy to rip well, that to I watched, shreds I watched
2: it with like I watched the Hassan react and. Uh, Basically, he just made a good point right at the start. It's like this person they got the Fox picked this person because they had no media savvy and like no preparation. And so it's just like, you can make fun of Fox all day, but they know how to make television. Like, nope. there's no, like, yep. you, like you know what I mean? Like, you can criticize
0: them, make fun of them, but they know exactly what they're doing and they're very good at it. But this uh, isn't a new game. I, that's the thing that I think what I find myself frustrated with them, uh, the anti work group too, is don't send Doreen. If, 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 you know, she goes, oh, I have autism. And if she's got the sex pest shit uh, between her having autism, apparently not being any good at being on camera um, and talking into a camera and knowing how to engage Jesse waters, like she was either like reading or like, I mean, her house was a mess. Didn't understand the optics. Or if you're going to send Doreen, Coach up, Doreen. Hey, Doreen, you might want to do your hair. Hey, Doreen, you're going to want to, like, have your house not look like, like shit. Make your house look like something, Uh, you know, or, or put up a background, Doreen. Like, like it, it, they didn't prep her. She didn't prep. She did... She did her entire group a disservice. The group didn't really do her any favors. And, and you're absolutely right. Fox knows exactly what they're doing here. Was it a fair fight? No, but it's a Fox fight. And it's the same Fox fight that they've been selling to any dope liberal or leftist who's been willing to come on for nearly 25 years now. So I'm like, where's my sympathy level? Where does it really sit yeah. at? Um, This is very frustrating, though. Uh, like, I, I mean, because I, I think... I think we need better, I think we need better anti-work movement. Like, we actually
2: do need Yeah, that. but this is yeah. I mean, like, to, to think that, like, one Reddit page is like a movement, it's like... No. It's, you know what I mean? It's like, this is just, like you said, it's like, it's just people blowing off steam, then a lot of people just making up stuff so because, you know, but...
0: I, you know, maybe the problem here was that... That people tried to politicize what was something that was actually really not political, and it was really just a place yeah. for shitposting. Like the yeah. big problem here was looking. I and I get the logic that the left is coming in here, but maybe the problem was leftists looking at this and going, "Ha, this could be an action space." Um. So the, in this segment, we are talking about Ukraine and this interesting and kind of sudden ramp up of intensity on the Ukraine Russian border. This of course is a long-standing issue. I mean, this, this is actually something that we have been talking about on don't worry about the government. I was poking around for a long time. There are a lot of episodes that are actually about Ukraine um, because if you go back, you have in 2013, mccain and hillary clinton um and people involved in uh one of the color movements out in ukraine at that time vladimir putin was very unhappy with that um some people believe that that putin would say that that is sort of like the reason why he has the ability to do what he is doing or whatever like that would be like sort of the the russian slant on these sorts of things um and then obviously during trump's administration the russians decided that they were going to more or less lead an annexation of the Crimean Peninsula. Um and this is after funding like terrorist groups and paramilitary groups to create instability in the region and basically Russia has been uh, meddling in the affairs of Ukraine. Uh and Vladimir Putin has made it very clear that he feels like the the reason he's justified doing this is that Ukraine is sort of well, let me to quote uh to quote him um i want to make sure i get the quote right here uh, he says what's your what's your darn quote he says one people a single whole um in reference to russia and ukrainians um that like like the the essentially the dissolution of ukraine from russia uh was unjust it was a, a, an error at the end of uh, the Soviet Union. And Ukraine, I believe it means like the, the outer lands or whatever, and it used to be referred to as the Ukraine. Um, and the reason Ukrainians are very not keen on that is it impl- the Ukraine implies the Ukraine of somewhere else, whereas yeah. Ukraine yeah. is Ukraine. Um, it's the breadbasket of Europe. Yes. Um, it's, the, it's the number one
2: wheat-producing
0: area of the Central Steppe. Interesting. I did not know that. There you go. Um, So there's a lot of, there's a lot of points. It's actually a strategically important part of the world. Um, As such, NATO has been openly courting Ukraine to enter NATO um, and has sought to do that. And there have been conflicts inside of NATO and outside of NATO over that. Um, Like not necessarily full on wars or whatever, but like, you know, like debates and Ukraine has not yet joined NATO. Um, I think, I think I'd be interested to see where kind of the Ukraine discourse is on this at this point, because I think what they, what they've been saying is, well, we don't want anyone meddling in our affairs, totally reasonable. I think in a real world setting, Russia is not going to let that paradigm actually exist. So the question, I think at some point is going to be Russia or NATO, um, and which way will, uh, Ukraine go on that front? Um how is that in terms well like actually i guess i'll bring us up to modern day here right um so the the point of conflict right now is that and and this is why it really is it's not nothing what russia is trying to get out of this current round of let's call them negotiations um i don't really even know what to refer to this as um they are trying to extract a concession from nato um that is essentially a ban of Ukraine from ever joining NATO, which would effectively be NATO recognizing tacitly um, that Ukraine is rightly part of Russia. So like this ask, one, it's not really particularly legitimate because it's not like Russia really has an affirmative right to ask for Ukraine to stay out of NATO. And two, if they actually get that, there's a second conceit that is being made there, a little bit of an okey-doke, if you will, um, that Russia would be pulling off by getting Ukraine to never be eligible for NATO. And then lastly, I think it's pretty clear, if that happened, not today, not tomorrow, and probably not in the next five years because Russia will have set the table, but at some point in the next decade, Russia will clear the deck here and Russia will reclaim Ukraine if they're allowed to kind of finish off this plan, Um, which would be, russia invading a sovereign nation which by the way they've already done before um the historical parallels for that i think uh, you need to be a rank oh yeah uh it was a couple years ago no no georgia was uh what that's when 2012 no i think it was before that uh that's when mccain said we're all georgians now and people were confused by that because like there's actually a, a state Georgia here um I know I know yeah, d- d- I like, good luck they all got guns like whatever yeah yeah it, no no I it just it, it no because you said that it, it really it, yeah it, it hit more like a comedy line than it did yeah. like uh yeah yeah <laughs> also it's like I mean sort of to America's chagrin we don't know where Georgia is on the map hmm. like, like, I'm, I'm talking about the state I let alone the country yeah uh, yeah, yeah so <laughs> like yeah. it's one of the closer ones yeah Yeah,
1: but, you know, I guess with Russia pushing out uh, Ukraine's borders, I guess a lot of the, because the uh, Baltic states that are independent and have all, more or less, are all tied in much very closely with the EU, but, you know, and we would, we would have a lot of uh, immigration from a lot of the Baltic states, the pre, 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 you know, the ex-Russian, ex-USSR states that, He's trying to push it at all of those states, obviously trying to move back in. And so you wonder with the close ties he has with Belarus to the north and the west um, in order to reclaim that whole buffer. He probably, Putin probably doesn't want to run Ukraine entirely, but control it is what he wants. Not, not yeah. Manafort. So, so uh, the, I'm trying to remember who it was, was the previous uh, Paul Manafort's friend have to do oh, a runner.
0: that's right uh Manafort and uh, oh who's the other guy that Manafort ran with um but yeah no uh, uh
1: where the he again Russian puppet similar yep. to the president mm-hmm. of uh, Belarus and if he can't have those guys then he he'll just you know he would maybe do a short-term invasion then agreed to pull out on the basis of getting uh, concessions but by by you know uh, no they
0: they want a puppet president that the yes. Ru- russia's preferred outcome i i had a medvedev quote that i was trying to pull like when you said that it's like no yeah. i have a quote on that you're totally yeah. right um <laughs> uh medvedev basically said maybe the ukrainian people will come to their senses and right. elect a new president who will be more in favor of this which i mean like Look, uh, that tends to be Russia's preferred outcome. Uh, they they like Trump. They they liked the Brexit votes. They they yeah, like yeah. Marine Le Pen. And like they're not trying to conquer these places. They don't want to conquer them with boots on the ground if they don't have to. Um, they they prefer to posture and then sort of have control, like, like they have with Belarus. Um, the one point of intrigue here though, is the Belarusian sort of wrinkle because like now Russia is putting troops in Belarus and using Belarus as a staging area. And Lukashenko basically says that if Russia's involved, they will get involved. Um, so uh, there are some unfortunate echoes into the 20th century right now from one, a repeated attempt to claim land space. And then two allies sort of like maybe dragging themselves into conflicts. Yeah. My, my worry, I mean, it just, I've I've done a lot of recent
2: study on the, the, like the Kievan Rus and the ancient sort of history of the different people of this area. And there's just an ancient desire for the northern tribes and the um, the Muscovites and stuff like that to sort of want to control ukraine as well like because a lot of their a lot of their ancestor like kings are princes of kiev and stuff right so they come from that area there's like a big historical connection between um that so i always wonder if putin just wants to like conquer ukraine for the sake of like you know
0: Um, taking it back for the motherland but maybe that's a really dramatic like no no but you know (laughs) I mean I think it's I think uh, it's subtextual but um to your point uh from what little I understand of Russian culture and I I don't want to speak too out of school here there is a bit of a cultural preference for the more European side of the continent and Ukraine and reincorporating Ukraine would give them a broader profile into that that edge of the culture Um, so you might be onto something there too, but I think a lot of this, honestly, for, for Putin specifically, it just goes back to him being ex KGB and like, like, like all of our boomer era politicians basically trying to settle these stupid scores that they've never quite settled from like the 1980s and 1990s. Um, yeah, like like that, that's what I feel like we, the millennials are stuck watching right now. It's just like these boomers who won't let go Stephen Breyer among them. (laughs) <laughs> uh like 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 still settling scores or living in that that weird world that I, I think putin actually fits into that profile
1: um they, they, they do could say they they're all again with the end of the cold war you know they've lost a lot of what the i don't ever stability in the world i mean So, you know, like particularly if you compare to what Russian wants to do in terms of having been surrounded by puppet states with like the Monroe Doctrine in the Western, sphere, you know, by not making sure we don't have anybody we can't control or why the United States doesn't have anybody too close that they can't control either, you know?
0: Yeah, I I mean, here's my thing, though, um, as someone who's never actually had a problem with the Russians having this projection into Cuba, um, like this, like for me... I, the flip side of this quote is well, I don't really, me, Chris, doesn't yeah. care about you guys being in Cuba and says that you guys totally have the right to do that. Okay. Um, or you have the right to have a Cuban ally. It does just, just because your ally is way across the sea and seems to only have one and only one strategic purpose for you. <laughs> I'm still willing to <laughs> grant you that. Um, as a legitimate like point of, yeah, you're allowed mm-hmm. to have that person as an ally. We're allowed to look askance at that. That's mm-hmm. the rules of the road. Same way with uh, Ukraine. Ukraine is allowed to be allies with whoever they want to be allies with, Russia or the United States in my world. And like all, also on the flip side of that, neither country has the right to puppet manage them into this like if y- Ukraine the Ukrainian people decide they want to be in NATO um as a hedge against Russia and and Russian encroachment um that they have seen during their lifetimes like in the last decade um they should have the right to do that I think uh yeah. I think you know that that's that's sort of the price of it I guess like what I'm troubled by like now to kind of like go a little domestic here is in like our particular tribe like progressive and further left and that sort of thing there's been a real short-term memory loss over just how like rotten russia has been over the last decade and it's not like you don't have to be a member of the resistance and like had voted like hard for Hillary Clinton, in the primaries over Bernie Sanders and given to Hillary to see all of this. Like it's because it's bigger than the United States. Like to do that's actually American exceptionalism. Russia, uh, as we mentioned before, had already tried to invade Crimea on really, really, really flimsy pretenses. Russia shot down the MH370 airliner. Okay. Like, Yeah. Yeah, they killed a bunch of people in that jet. Uh, Russia poisoned people on British soil um, using chemical weapons and didn't just get their targets. They also affected other people. Um, Didn't care about that. Russia gave money into Brexit. Probably changed the course of the United Kingdom um, in terms of where their economy is going right now. Russia was trying to finance Marine Le Pen in France. Russia certainly had active relations with Donald Trump, and, and I'm basically just using the Mueller report to point to that. I mean, the fact that Donald Trump was actively discussing with Vladimir Putin opening up a Trump Tower in Moscow as part of his 2016 campaign that's documented in the Mueller report speaks to just how deep the Russian relationship ran. Um, you know, like, this is a malign actor uh, that has been doing malign things. The cyber attacks. Um, the, the, the GRU attacks, cozy bear, uh, fancy bear, um, yeah. like the, the scanning of all the different power stations in the United States. I'm just doing this all off the top of my head too. Yeah. I know I'm missing stuff. Yeah. Um, we, we th-
1: we've had it. We had our, we, our, our health system was, was knocked out by Russian
0: That's cyber right. attacks. Yeah. That's right. That's so, right. I mean, th- yeah. this is a sustaining pattern of malign behavior. And so I while i am anti-war i'm i'm also anti getting punched in the face and i think you know if someone's punching you in the face like like or or let's not say these are punches let's say like sending in tanks and stuff are punches all these little slaps screwing with the british health system can legitimately kill people shooting down a jet airliner Uh, i mean careful how much you just dismiss that one away Think real hard about how lightly you want to take shooting down a jet airliner. Uh, You know, there are any number of malign actions that Russia has taken. And it troubles me that, yes, America's record in the world, particularly in the 20th century, is, let's be generous and call it a mixed bag trending towards negative in a lot of cases. Um, That can be true. And we can also say things like, America's current handling of COVID-19 is way, 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 way below optimal. It's really, 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 really bad. It's a bit of a non sequitur to even bring up, but we can acknowledge both of those things and also now pivot to Russia and go, "Um, these guys are bad, Like, like, like what they are doing is bad. And in this case, they're the initiator. And just because we're not great, um, you, you gotta sometimes scale it up against what you're up against.
1: Yeah, I think, I think, I know in Ireland, you were saying about on the left, we've had a lot of attacks against parties who have been really slow to take on Putin and to take on uh, their activities, you know. Uh, particularly the the actual, the, they're not the largest party, but the, the party got the largest vote. They just didn't have their, uh, they weren't set up properly to make the most of their vote. And uh, But they, they've they get a lot of stick for just basically how slow they have been to 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 take on the the things that russia does sort of a lot, a lot of things that you've said basically the general bad <laughs> bad acting around well, the we world. we gotta have I a mean.
0: better way to talk about this stuff i yeah. I, I i like why well, i I've, and this is not like necessarily a new talking point for me i just feel like for years now there are these bad actors in the world and like are rightly held anti-bloodshed sort of like impulses keep us from necessarily reacting or necessarily processing that they're like people who are trying to draw blood. And sometimes you actually got to like, do something about that.
1: Yeah. I, I, it, it, actually, I think, you know, a lot, a lot of, we were talking back back to the books thing earlier on. And we we're talking to this. Like the people who going on about the books probably don't care about the books. But they're just purely taught. They're just things to use. Yeah. And what they do is they get their own folks excited and they annoy the people who are there against. And that's a win-win. They don't really care about the books. They go on to something else the next thing. It'll be the colour of the stamp, you know. There's a stamp with too much pink on it comes out, and somebody will give out, and it'll be uh, whatever, you know, stamp. Oh, LGBTQ, yeah. yeah. Yeah, Yes. too much, too many, yeah. And, uh, you know, so because the fact is that things just move on, you know, to the next thing that somebody will go and everyone's, you know, whatever about owning the libs and all this sort of stuff. But it actually seems to it seems to drive an awful lot of media, you know, and it seems to work for people, you know, so (laughs) in terms of getting them elected and keeping them elected, you know.
0: Yeah, I, I saw someone comment on it that the like politicians have unfortunately realized that they don't need to govern if they just post, and like, and and I was like thinking about it, he was referring to like right wingers, but I was like, oh no, but that's like, that's increasingly true on our side. Like we we don't actually. I mean, I love AOC, she is a poster. Um, like I would like a little less posting, a little bit more fighting, like in IRL, um, Bernie's increasingly become a Twitter presence or like Bernie's Twitter account feels like, you know, more Hmm. active than he is, um, it, it at weren't. least he's
2: like at least he's old though
0: <laughs> right no dude yeah, right 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 you know? right no 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 I, i'm with he you does he doesn't have that you yeah. know it, you know like in this way it's it's like, you're right old. no bernie bernie yeah. and warren being posters it's almost like you gotta love grandma and grandpa for yeah. being tech savvy mm-hmm. yeah, yeah but like aoc you don't know, like you can't you're not gonna give like oh wow it's great that a person my age knows how to use twitter um no uh so like yeah i i just think I, I we we've got to have a better way of talking about Russia's aggressive behaviors and also China's aggressive behaviors. Um without but at the same time also being able to go like, well China's doing malign things and then when someone goes, yeah, they eat bats, you're like, no, no, no. <laughs> that, 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 you got to stop. Stop, you got to stop. Um like it, it it's that's the thing. It, Russia's a weird one though. Mm-hmm. Um here's the thing i've been thinking about what if trump was still president if if all this was happening right now and trump was still president
2: i think uh putin would have already replaced the president in ukraine
0: oh he would have already made the plan. yeah yeah cuz you know he would have known that the us would not have had their yeah. back yeah yeah that's what i keep thinking too like like yeah. for for this is not a great situation Um, but I, I've been thinking that like, if Trump was in office right now, Ukraine, I think what, what Putin would do would annex a decent chunk of it. He would, he would do another bite. So Mm. now, now he'd be two bites in and that, like that basically two bites in without any real reprisal. And at that point you're basically saying we, we, we have the right to do this.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I I imagine he would move in far enough to actually join up with Crimea to basically, to take out, to to have a link, a direct land link to the peninsula. You know, a nice, decent chunk. That's when you look at it, you say, well, that's obviously, because that's where all the people that they're funding, that's where all the militias are that he's funding to to fight uh, government. But, yeah, I don't, and again, yeah, it's probably, Zelensky probably would have been poisoned with some of that, uh, whatever, face-melting poison that they, they, they use on the ukrainians it's amazing like,
0: this guy has no political experience he was like on a television show yeah. about a school teacher who became president and then became president in like the weirdest most meta story of my lifetime mm. um and and this guy has not been poisoned by the russians yeah, and yeah, it, yeah. despite being involved in global in- intrigue time and again like a if vladimir foresee- Zelensky book would actually be pretty interesting right yeah. like like you'd read that
1: Mm. Well, I suppose that in Italy, they've already had with the five star movement. Yes. Had similar, similar comedian turns a uh, political leader, you know, because his uh, is is uh, whatever attacks on government is you know, his <laughs> because of his comedic work, the government has caused him to come to the top, you know? Yeah. Uh, you know, so maybe it's uh, a we're we're in for a whole essentially you know, half a century of uh, comedic leaders. You know, bring the fun back to politics.
0: Yes, right. No, I mean, I think, honestly, Joe Biden's going to make people want another fun guy. Like, 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 Trump might not, like, Biden might actually be able to survive Trump um, if Trump wins the nomination again. But, like, I I have, I've been thinking about this. Like, him and Harris, I think now that people have gotten a taste of what, like, fun politics could theoretically be like, I think people are going to want fun politics more. Um, I I'm not saying I want that, but I, man, you look at where America's at. I I mean, look at how we do music. Like American Idol, is that about elevating great musicians, or is that about something like you know like, or is that about something much more basal and stuff? It's no longer yeah. about like what's the best type of music. Yeah, it's music it, is entertainment.
1: Yeah, like I suppose what else? I suppose when you ever look at say the Grammys, why do the same people win the Grammys? How can you have a country of three hundred million people and one person walks away with five Grammys?
0: Yeah, that's insane. That is no, like it's, it's a nonsense. <laughs> and, and it's not the best type of politics. It's politics as entertainment. Like yeah. that's that's what worries me. Is it's not about you know trying to achieve like platonic greatness in any of these crafts right now. It's just like, yeah. can you show us something that that amuses us? Mm-hmm. Like yeah, music is amusement. Politics yeah. as amusement. Um, yeah. I, okay. Scale of one to ten how likely do we think conflict with Russia is over this and you can throw your number out and then clarify be, the numbers about, uh, yeah
1: I, I, I think about six or seven you really? know, a little bit okay. a little bit slightly more lo- likely of some well, when you say conflict not necessarily with the united states but with 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 ukraine i think there's going to be military incursions at some point but i just don't i, I that's i think that's more likely than not where yeah, are you I'd at probably,
0: right now? I'd, I'd probably
2: agree with that or maybe even say an 8. I, I mean, I just wow. think that Putin's getting close to the end of his life. He had a pretty bad diagnosis um, medically. Um, like long long term, it's not like going to happen soon or anything, but like he he just, you know what I mean? He's getting old. Yeah. And if he, he wants this to happen, then he's going to need to take action.
0: So this is kind of like his last great move. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like his legacy is he brought back Ukraine into Russia. Interesting. Mm interesting I had this I guess leading into the show here cards on the table lower three or four um weirdly enough like when leftists have been like this is a distraction in a weird way I've sort of like been like media loves these type of stories I guess I I don't I I don't buy that it's a distraction because it's like Mm -hmm. like from what like and there's like no clear thing to distract from right now Mm -hmm. I mean no COVID's not going great but like it hasn't been going great and also people are not nearly pissed off enough about it anyway so i don't think like th- this is taking the edge off of that um I never i went into a man people just aren't wearing masks anymore i was gonna like name a place but honestly like i keep going into places like cvs mm-hmm. or it doesn't matter and people aren't wearing masks anymore uh they look at me where I have my n95 on um but that's not the distraction like why well, you don't need a distraction if people aren't even wearing mm-hmm. masks anymore so I'm not there but I just thought it was the the chances were lower this is all bluster but then I'm like looking at the number of troops getting amassed on the border here Belarus being like I can't wait to get into this sir please Mr. Putin nah. can't wait to, to pledge our allegiance to your government um and, and and that like they're amassing along the Belarusian border um and you could totally see how this thing can spiderweb real quickly like like it doesn't seem um so It doesn't seem so far-fetched that we could see a conflict over the Ukraine border that would essentially require international stepping in. Because, like, at the end of the day, it's not like like with Taiwan. um, I know that, like, people of our stripe don't like going to this place, but it's actually not okay. If you think that invading Iraq was wrong because it's not okay to invade a sovereign country... that's how i feel
2: yeah that's that's, that's what i was saying earlier with my my friend like so i had a friend who served in afghanistan and iraq and uh iraq and he um was he's an officer he wasn't like super high up i think he got to the rank of captain um he was rOTC and everything and um but he did know like one of the presidents of afghanistan at one point you know like he had done deal, you know what i mean they just had what, to Was
0: back. he delivering briefcase full of money to him
2: i you know who knows
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. um but he's
2: very anti-war of course you know what i mean like his his friends we brought to my parents house and we took them to titans games and stuff they died they're they're not here anymore they died in iraq and afghanistan you know and uh i was just surprised we were talking about it yesterday yesterday and i was just surprised that he was sort of blaming us for russia's push and i guess there is an argument there right i mean we've had a lot of meddling there and we do provoke them to a degree but i think this is something that russia just would want to do anyway yeah, yeah.
1: Um, I, I, and- I, th- I think a lot of the the, the push business the, the complaints about the push are all just made a lot of them are just made up they've been set up to be created as an excuse and we, we get we hear them all it's like uh you know uh when Ukraine was, was, gave up all its nuclear weapons, was given guarantees of independence from Russia and from the United States uh, for giving up their weapons. And immediately Russia starts involving itself in their affairs and a region you know ignores the fact that they're not meant to be doing it. man so-,
0: so that never gets brought up uh, in the nuclearization mm. debate and that's a mm. real interesting one that's a mm. real interesting contra mm. example right so you got ukraine to give up their nuclear weapons and what happened they became a, they became a bit of a bastard state that's now getting fought over why does mm. north korea want nuclear weapons huh yeah. uh yeah yeah no it makes mm. some sense like like mm. yeah um and and so
1: so so basically so that russia you know and they're now saying oh well you know this is you trying to move in here but if you look at where ukraine is i mean it's a nice place to have a little base if you wanted that but there's no way it's sandwiched between so many countries that are not yeah you know great friends of the the west you know so you know it's well and it's like silly right
0: do we really think that the west is getting ready to invade russia like, you know, like, like, I mean, even if we were gonna have a base there, that's not, like, the prelude to war. Like, I, you know, yes, America in the 21st century is yeah. going to project power all the way across continental Europe to stage a war in Russia just to, what? Prove what that they mm-hmm. can do what the 20th century couldn't, which is invade and conquer Russia? Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
1: I know, especially now. It seems that if you uh, if you knock out a couple of power stations in Kazakhstan, you can you can disable uh, Bitcoin.
0: <laughs> yeah, I was just to like like if anything, like if you you take out Bitcoin, and you're going after the heart of Russia. It seems yeah. like these days. <laughs> um, so yeah, like I, I I think there's there's so many things about the Russian position on this that are they really beggar belief when you really think about them. Like like there's just no credibility here. Yes, I'm sympathetic to, no, we shouldn't invade Russia, but no one's talking about that. Mm. No one has been talking about that. It's been going the other direction. And Mm -hmm. yeah, I'm with you, man. Like as someone who grew up in the Iraq war and my lesson that I took away from the Iraq war is you don't actually have the right to invade a sovereign country. Um, Mm. Honestly, what I wish is that more people had told the United States no Mm. when we were invading Iraq. Um, yeah. That that you don't have the right to do this, and and that the pushback against this has been more forceful. And I I don't I don't see I guess even more it's more inexcusable now for the rest of the world to be ambivalent in the wake of our mistake.
1: Yeah, yeah. I, I guess so. it's actually one thing that you when you mentioned the invasion of Iraq and that one of the things uh, I don't know if you if you if you listen to the uh, Dan Carlin thing about the Japanese in the Second World War in his hardcore histories. And one of the things he talked about was prior to the war, uh, essentially Japan entered into a number of conflicts, but won them all and became uh, essentially, you know, essentially as, as they expanded our empire, it becomes more hungry. And you become addicted to expanding, you know, you you know, you can't, you can't just sort of do a bit and stop and then say, oh, that's grand. That's all we need. Because you never need enough. If if you're, if you're, if you're, if you're bent on an expansion, then that's all you can do until you get, you start to contract again. So you're either, you're either winning or you're losing.
0: Right, Um, right. Something has to push you back. And so like, like, that's the problem with expansion is. Mm. Essentially, with expansionist countries, at some point there needs to be pushback against them. And this has been true all throughout history.
1: Yeah. So, so, and I think it's like that. Where if you want to project power, you always got to keep on. Projecting that power in that respect. So, with Russia, whether it's if they think they can project it easily, they're in a light way in the background. They can. If they can't, then they've got to try and do it some way. And so, this is this is version three or four of their attempt to project into 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 Ukraine. And you know, maybe this is the point to say, well, we can't go back. You know, maybe they just said they they have to just roll the dice on this one.
0: You know. Yeah. I, well, I'm. I. It seems like given the amount of troops they put on the border now, a de-escalation would be hard for them to even do because it would look like them backing down and it would feel like a loss. Like, that, they're not going to de-escalate unless, I think they made it pretty clear, they're not going to take the troops off the border unless they get the concession from the West that they basically won the fight here. Like, the West gets to save face and spin this as a win and they get to take the W. Um, I just don't, think i don't think the us broad foreign policy establishment because it's interesting you see you're not seeing any daylight right now between the democrats and the republicans on this i don't think they're going to let them do that i really don't um and i i and, and frankly i think the rest of the nato signatories are probably not going to let them do that either yeah
1: yeah i i think uh one of the things that, that when Belarus redirected the, air, the Ryanair airline in order to take dissidents off the plane, a reporter, well, a dissident, a reporter off the plane, uh, then, so ever since then, uh, they've been banned from European airspace, Belarusian airlines, so no airlines are allowed to fly to them from, from Europeans. So, so uh, Belarus itself has been pushed more and more into the, essentially into the hands of Russia and there has been no, you know, and they haven't sort of apologized or they haven't, they, they haven't let up. So they've stood up against those kind of things. So it is a thing whereby the kind of the sanctions go so far, but they, they, you, they're running, you run out when, you know, if you do all the things that you think will work monetarily yeah. and then they stop working, then what do you do next? Are, right.
0: You know- I mean, cause like the big, the big thing that the West wants to do right now is sort of find a way around the Nord Stream 2 pipeline and basically get Get Germany to not be so m- mixed bag on this because they're like yeah. you know it, the Germany situation is very much like the junkie who knows better but is actually really addicted. <laughs> it's so like it's like no, I know he's bad, but yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, like yeah. It, it, and like now everyone's like, well, we're not going to get Germany off the off the off the gas, but yeah. we need to get them another dealer. Uh, yeah. At least then we might be able to get something out of Germany.
1: Yeah, I, I think the problem we have in Europe as well is that uh, since Fukushima, all the uh, Germany says we're getting out of the business of nuclear. And in reality, for most most green people are saying that nuclear is the is is the way a lot of states have to go. If you want to go green, you've got to take use this as an intermediate phase. And because they've said they're not doing that after Fukushima, they've and also fracking is banned most of Europe. So we don't have the we don't have we don't have the access to shale gas, the poison gas. We so we we're we're still sort of stuck. Now we have some gas here and we have huge capacity ourselves in Ireland, but the rest of Europe they're stuck. If they don't have nuclear, they have to use gas. And, and not necessarily
0: to. enough solar to really your know, solar is only semi viable.
1: Yeah. So solar's only so se- yeah, I mean, we're okay for wind, and Spain wind, is pretty good because right. we yeah. so we we have we're, I, I was looking at it there, and I think something like it's either 45 or 55% of our power comes from renewables, predominantly wind, with a certain amount of hydro and a few other things like that, and yeah. a bit of solar. Obviously, we have very little solar.
0: Yeah, God, right, uh, right, right. No, it's good, so luck, good luck getting that. <laughs> right, no, that those those are the challenge. That's those are a strategic challenge, energy-wise, yeah. for Europe. Like, like they they need to make the green transition almost more urgently than any other part of the planet. Yeah. Um, and they also have fewer options on that front. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, I think that's a good place to leave Ukraine. Let's mm-hmm. uh, let's swing back around here and do Briar, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome back to the third part of this installment of Don't Worry About the Government. Joining me once again, our champion, William West, the challenger. Hot on his heels. Honestly, an intense round two. An intense round two. William's got a lot of work here uh, to come back in round three. We'll have to see how it goes. I don't know how we're keeping score. (laughs) It's it's all up here. There's like, points for vibe, uh, the pastiche, uh, pizzicato like lots of kind of international words that I I kind of think about intermezzo uh you know like yeah internecine uh lots lots of different things to think about now Finbar um I'm a literary man as you just heard with my choices of words there uh but your wife is is an author uh is she not (laughs) She is indeed yeah okay she's got a book coming out well she has
1: her book out It's year actually uh it's uh it's there behind me, Nora. <laughs> it was actually uh, on the the New York Times uh, last year, 2021, uh, top 10 uh, literary fiction, uh, nice. historical fiction. Yeah. To that's list. So, that's yeah. really awesome. So, yeah. And because this year is the 100th anniversary of uh, Ulysses, James Joyce's novel coming out, she's uh, flat out, because the Nora of her book is uh, Nora Barnacle. James Joyce's uh, wife. Well, I'm going
2: to uh, order that. My dad was an English major at Yale and he loves James Joyce. um, Uh, No, I
0: I wanted to mention it because we were talking about it before the show. (laughs) And um, I I think, I think it's awesome. Uh, James Joyce is definitely a person I wish I knew more about. And I think like this book is, it's it's real. I think it's, important you know like the, the old adage of behind every great man there's a woman but like i think it's actually important that like no like, like dude like these people actually like this is a very meaningful relationship like, they live mm-hmm. together like, like and in this case as you were saying um nora's life was very inspirational to james joyce and mm-hmm. and i think like that helps us frankly if you're passionate about these artists understanding the people that they were passionate yeah. about in their lives will help you better understand their art and their work and stuff so i yeah. i think it's Really cool. It's a really cool book. Um, yeah. You did not ask me to give a plug or anything like that. <laughs> but, yeah, no, guys, go and check out that book. I, I yeah. actually wanted to bring that up. <laughs> um, I wanted to do a real good faith plug on it because much... you know who else has a book coming out? <laughs> oh, yes, yet, indeed. Soon. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> a- a- and he timed it with, with a heck of an advertisement. Yeah. <laughs> Noted author Stephen Breyer. Now, hey, you um, might know him <laughs> from his work on the Supreme Court um, and, and staying there far too long and watching one of his colleagues stay there far too long and then drop dead. And then he still stayed there. Um, Well, apparently we know why he was still staying there. It's not because he doesn't understand how death works, people. It's because he understands how books work. work. <laughs> Uh, And and that if you are going to get the best book sales, you need to stay on the court. Um, And and so with his upcoming book coming out, Stephen Breyer was like, my work here is done, people. Um, Let me give you one more lecture about civility and how Father does indeed know best before I ride off into the sunset. And he did. And he did. Uh, He told us that we got to work together. (laughs) thanks uh and he still believes in the system all right uh and like that th- this was heartwarming stuff it's sad to see this man go right uh mm, yeah. I, okay He's
2: I guess. <laughs> there's a time for everybody and i think it's time i, mean, I do hope that <laughs> he'll be replaced by Derek, but i'm just like i don't even know
0: if that's even gonna happen I, I, so yeah, the, okay. Like obviously, screw Stephen Breyer. Uh, I I hope it came through in my dripping sarcasm that I think this guy's a raging narcissist. And oh yeah, I totally agree. Yeah yeah no, I I know you guys. I just f- figured I wanted to hit this with the cleanup right quick. Yeah. No raging narcissist. <laughs> um and, and also a guy with a really crappy record on a number of different things. Like like mm-hmm. I know he's sort of like remembered as like a liberal or whatever, and he was more liberal than people thought when they put him on this court. But his career in the 1980s, uh. Particularly, I believe on civil asset fortune. Oh, no, no, minimum sentencing, mandatory minimum sentencing. There, there's a thread that I put out on uh, the Don't Worry About the Government account at DWATG. Is is just one of his many totally gross things. Ruth Bader Ginsburg's got a lot of these too. Like like these people better than their conservative counterparts. Absolutely good in spots, in spurts, sometimes, not always. Yeah. Um, Like, and Stephen Breyer's a guy, yeah. Glad to see him gone, think that what he was doing was staying on the court. He should have been gone, the first day of joe biden's administration and and to your mm-hmm. point william uh one of the the only reason that's even sort of a question mark if he's going to get on the court is because Breyer wouldn't just leave on day one because Breyer. i think the only day that it's really guaranteed you're going to get a supreme court justice on is if you leave day one because even then yeah. a joe <laughs> mansion can't be like well i don't really yeah. know civility and it would have been after one six um yeah. so yeah. that the republicans would have really been scared of their own shadow um, right now, what Breyer's done is he set up a fight when what mm-hmm. he could have done is set up a walk, but he needed to get his book out. So, mm-hmm. uh, you know, I, I got no love for this guy at all, yeah. So, and
1: obviously, then because he's not going till the summer, isn't that right? He's not going till the end of still, So, it'll be running up to the elections in November that he'll be at the height of the uh bun fight when the next judge has been elected, been assigned, yeah. appointed.
0: Yes. And, and Collins is already signaling that for civility's sake, she wants to have a, you know, it's a lifetime appointment for goodness yeah. sake. Uh, she wants to have a lengthy deliberation on this. Um, the Democrats for their part have already settled in on who their nominee is going to be. Um, uh, uh, is it's Kintahi Jackson Brown, I believe is her name. Um, I, have have like heard it a billion times, but like, uh, the mm-hmm. first name's a new one for me, uh, this week, but like, yes, uh, They've already they've already settled in on who their candidate's gonna be. I have no problem with this. I like everyone. You know, there, there's a bit of conversation about the typecasting and Biden saying like we're gonna have a black woman or whatever. Like, look, you you're telling me that Amy Coney Barrett wasn't typecasting. Yeah. Like, like, like you know, if, if you're gonna, I mean. If you're gonna say typecasting make it very clear that you're using that for Amy Coney Barrett too um like you know like that they they're they are picking these people based on political identities I guess Mm and but it's you know that's really more the point right like this is deeply political now like yeah. Jackson is being selected not because she's a black woman, despite Biden's inarticulateness, uh, because like you know Clarence Thomas meets one of those two parameters, and yet we don't like him at all. Um, it, it's it's all about politics, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, like, like, yeah no, it, it's it's about what you represent, what your jurisprudence is, and, and mm-hmm. ultimately it's about politics. And right wingers will pretend it's about something more highfalutin. I'm not going to give you that crap. Yeah. No, it's political. Yeah
1: i think I, I imagine you don't get for you don't get to be that high up in such a business as being a judge without being a, certainly a, a certain amount conceited and <laughs> probably yeah. a bit of an arsehole you know yeah
2: i mean you're in a position where you can have it for your whole life and don't care about you so yeah. you know
0: right right um and I, I mean look like they wear robes all day dude yeah. like who else in society wears robes all day well, in the UK, uh, then, so were the wigs, right?
2: They still,
1: well, yeah, and in, in Ireland they do as well. The the judges, uh, they're, they're they're, and uh, if you're, I know I've never seen the the Supreme Court judges, but I, I have been in the High Court in Ireland, yeah. and uh, they have a, a tip staff guy. So he's a chap who walks ahead of him, getting everybody out of the way. Yeah, but uh, the, the, apparently the court I was in, the the judge picked the tip staff because he was a good chef to to rustle them up a bit of food in between the uh, sittings but but yeah so but yeah they have the all the all the all the ceremony and all the all the robes and the and the the, the wigs are all uh centuries old they're yeah. actually they're, really? they've all got a massive history to them you know so oh wow so,
2: so like I they're didn't not think like they shared them yeah that is crazy well, yeah. I don't know. That, that's,
0: that's, that's like, that, I, I, like I still think they're ba- that's fascinating. I still think they're bad. like, like <laughs> yeah, I they, they like, 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 yeah. no, but that that's that's fascinating. Like, yeah. like, like, like that they have like an extent. I, I just thought they made them new every time, but I didn't realize that yeah, like they no, were actually no, so, all, that's all, that, all, that's really crazy. That's why we should, we should do that with
2: the robes in the Supreme Court. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, so you, you still from, have to wear William Rehnquist's stinky
0: robe. Yeah. You go from William Howard Taft to Amy Coney Barrett. You, know. you, you get you get Scalia's robe. It just reeks of pipe tobacco and cigars, <laughs> like like just still, it's yeah. from like the 1980s. Like, like oh, you never clean this. Okay, <laughs> I, I see. Um, yeah. So like, anyways, Biden's gonna try to put up one person. I'm gonna say the chances are better than 50 percent she gets on the court. I'm just I, I think I think they they'll I think they'll find a way to get this done. Um. I think if you're only going to put one person on the court and you've already decided that it's going to be a black woman, um, you might as well put Anita Hill on the court. But <laughs> let's do some cosmic justice here. Um yes. She's not gonna be there very long. Okay, but for that one moment where Clarence Thomas has to sit next to Justice Anita Hill, that's who that's who Joe Biden should be picking. Yeah. Um <laughs> but, uh, you know, what What actually needs to happen is Biden needs to get his Supreme Court commission back. Um, they need to say what we all know needs to happen, which is that this court's fundamentally broken and that it can't keep cruising along at 6'3 indefinitely uh, for the next 40 years, completely out of step with American society and not create major cultural fissures, even more than it already has. We're like eight months into this and they're already Mm -hmm. going after like Roe versus Wade in a serious way. Like, I I mean, it's sort of ridiculous to think that it wouldn't, you know, like that, that like this would get better over the next ten to fifteen years, it's not. Yeah. It's going to get worse. Yeah, yeah. That's, and, that's kind of what I envision. Yeah. So and,
1: yeah, it's just going to. Well, it's just something i wonder is, You know, uh, the way say with Roe versus Wade and Obergefell and some of those other ones where the courts have basically interpreted the Constitution based on the lack of law, and then everyone says, "Oh, that's fair enough," and then we won't bother underpinning yeah. it by law so that it's it it means it, it's never settled so it's never, yes. nothing is ever really right. settled. they're not they're never not been. they don't
2: have to actually overturn roe versus way to yeah. to undo all all of the implications of it yeah. yes uh, um, they'll, my... quote,
0: they'll quote unquote send it back to the states hmm. yeah yeah um. Yeah, without, without, you know, they're not going to. to your point, they're not going to really litigate the right to privacy thing. They're just going right. to send that matter back to the states and let yeah. the states decide. But ba- but they're going to uphold
2: basically anything that that essentially prevents any type of possible abortion, right? So yes. Like in the state of Mississippi, it's like there's just no. There really is no
0: abortion. Like there's no actual option. Yeah.
2: But technically, Roe v. Wade still exists. You know.
0: Yeah. Right. Right right no um I, and then you know the question is going to be legally speaking how do people get their rights back i i, I still don't yeah. i don't know uh that that stuff but makes me it, it well but,
2: but we have it, it just takes a new court i mean it, it's a, Well, yeah Plessy versus Ferguson that says separation is equal, and then you have Brover, Brown versus Board of Education, right? Well, like, no, I, I, I mean that's the, the answer. Yeah, it's it's a complete generation. No, yeah. I, I mean,
0: that's and the it's hard also right. from a, a generation from the ground up. I mean, like
1: yeah. you know, yeah. well, and even with, with Mrs. Brown
2: versus yeah. Board of Education, they didn't think that the Chief Justice would vote the way he did. Yeah, you know, yeah. like he he technically still kind of went against what everyone thought he was. You know, so. It, even that wasn't ground up in a way, right? He wasn't, he wasn't like that progressive, you know, earlier on kind of.
0: Yeah. Like, yeah. Um, but yeah, it's, 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 like, it's, it's depressing like it was, though. It's, yeah. It's, like we're talking about like, 25, 30 years. Right. That's what, yeah. It's like, yeah. and
2: those people, you have to be lucky enough to have the president in charge at the time when those people die or, that's that's the that's another 30 years
0: those people i I mean the people on the court you're right too the people on the court right now like kavanaugh is only on the court because he's young coney barrett like like, everyone focuses on the woman in the catholic Mm -hmm. front of her i think about the fact that she's like 45 or something like that she's there she's there to be an institution oh 35 45 45. Yeah. No, they're going to, I mean, in the year 2070, they're going to have her on the best drugs and be keeping her ass on the yeah. bench. Unless, unless, uh, and to your point, this is the other thing. She's a guaranteed handoff back to them because she can right. stay on the court for that extra 10 years or 15 But see, years. that's the
2: thing too, is like, Republicans will actually do that.
0: Yep. yep. Like I, you know, Ruth Bader Ginsburg should
2: be lauded for her accomplishments and all kinds of things, but in many the cases, Republic-
0: not on the Native American things.
2: But yeah. Yes. The, the Republicans um, would would have retired earlier. I mean, that's just what they do. They yes. know the game. They they play the game. They know what they're doing. And, like, when next time a, a, a Republican's in office, I bet Thomas will retire. Um,
0: Kennedy, it- you know, Kennedy didn't hang around. You know, Kennedy yeah. got out of there like, 78. Yep. No, you're right. Like, like they'll... they'll They'll do like, it. I think Thomas
2: will retire. it. Thomas
0: is the one is the one place where they might have fucked up, uh, and I I, yeah. I think that there's a quiet hope among many Democratic establishment people that Thomas fucked up here and that he stayed on the court too long and like he's not that they can hold the House for the next. Yeah. Like, essentially, the Democrats think they can get this back to five four mm-hmm. if they wait until Thomas strokes out. Like I really think that that is the quiet narrative among the reason that we don't need to actually fix the court is because soon enough, Thomas will stroke out, we'll be back at 5-4, it'll be okay. But that's all really premised on the idea that McConnell and the Senate Republicans are ever going to let you get a right. judge onto the court. And it's really unclear to like, like, I could absolutely see the Republicans with no shame at all going uh, and, and it's true, by the way, there's no law that says that the Supreme Court has to have nine justices. There isn't. There no, there actually no, it can isn't be any number. You it actually can be... don't have to replace a justice. Yeah, it can be any but, number. Yeah. Any number. Any number. They don't you actually don't have to replace a justice. Um, which frankly would have been the fastest way to reform the court, by the way. But like, like just to start shaving off justices, like, you know, rather than adding yeah, them on. But like, uh it, it the that I could see them making that argument that like well oh and then and then they'll pivot and go like well we're about to have an election anyways I know we had this debate for five months and uh, but look, like, now we're are you gonna really deny the people their voice on this let's have the people decide whether or not we should have eight justices or not
1: you you were right about Amy Connery Barrett all along we should have waited
0: yes no <laughs> they don't care I, I mean yeah. like there's this whole yeah. idea that l- among liberals, progressives, whatever, that hypocrisy still matters. It doesn't. Um, that history will judge them. No, they'll just remove the books. Um, l- l- like I, it, a lot of these things don't work. The only thing that really works is like a forceful response. Um, you, like that, it's force. It's actual meaningful political pushback, meaning meaningful on the street force. Like it's actual force, though. Is it the shame and an appeal to shame and an appeal to hypocrisy is not going to do anything. Yeah, that's all I got here. That's gonna do it for this episode of Don't Worry About the Government. Hey guys, thank you so much for coming on. Um, Thanks very much, both of y'all. It's been a minute since we, we got to chat. But yeah, I been, yeah. So that's a well, nice. and,
2: and you know, hopefully John Morant can win MVP this year. Uh, I don't <laughs> so, see. He's got to be going see. for All Star MVP. He's going. He's going to be pulling a Kobe, I think. Nice. Nice. And, and just gunning for the All Star MVP.
0: That's lit. Um, where can uh, people find you on the internet, William? Um. Yeah, do you, do you care? Uh, do, do you need to be found on the internet? No, not really. No, okay. Finbar, uh, plug, plug the book one more time, please.
1: Okay, it's uh, it's Nora by Nula O'Connor. It's, yes. Uh, what's the front of it look like? Looks like that with a giant Nora on it.
0: Nice. Dope.
1: <laughs> and, uh, Guys. So, yeah, it's from HarperCollins. So it should be in all in all good bookshops and online.
2: Yes, and, uh, so yeah, put it on a your copy. You. I ordered a copy from my dad.
1: Oh, Very good, Great, nice. good stuff, Well, I hope he enjoys it. Uh, and, uh,
2: you so. you
0: know Patreon.com. Oh, Patreon.com slash is this show at uh, DWATG, iTunes, Twitter, Spotify. My name is Chris Novembrino. You are all the listeners. Uh, I want to thank you all so much for listening and supporting the show. And until the next one. Bye bye.